Eagle Nation, you're listening to Gotta Talk, a podcast dedicated to all things Georgia Southern football. Now, here's your hosts, Matt Monty and Cody Anderson. Georgia Southern winning its conference opener in dramatic fashion against Arkansas State, 28-21. to um, I was uh, lucky enough to be in Statesboro to see it. Uh, Cody, kind enough to have me. Um, and this is our, our, our first episode where we're actually able to record live, so really exciting. Yeah, it's really exciting um, to be able to do this together. But the more exciting part is that we uh, won our first conference game against arguably the best team in the Sun Belt preseason-wise, at least. And a great way to start off the conference play and excited to see what the future is going to lead. Yeah, it certainly was great to be back in Statesboro and kind of see all the sights again, all the familiar sights and also uh, how things have changed. Uh, I was up here for the spring game, but before that, I believe it was the the ULM game was the last game I was able to make it to. Also, uh, dramatic fashion. I was actually uh, talking earlier this morning that that was the first game that kind of came to mind of, of how last night's game went. Uh, just kind of wire to wire dogfight uh, the, the whole game, Cody. Yeah, it was definitely a dogfight to say the least, but it was a great win for our boys. We showed toughness. We showed tenacity. We showed strength, heart, character. I mean, any adjective um, that you want to describe to it is um, wouldn't wouldn't be enough to describe how well these boys played and how tough uh, their character was to stay in it and not get down and to really really bring uh, the fight to uh, Arkansas State. So that's Cody. I'm Matt. Welcome to Gotta Talk. As always, thanks for listening and um, let's get going uh, with the Arkansas State recap and then we'll uh, talk about South Alabama. Eagles get them uh, back at home, uh, back-to-back home games, and they uh, they just got annihilated by uh, App State. So we'll, we'll talk about that and, and what might be in store for that South Alabama game and, and whether or not Georgia Southern can get its uh, fourth win of the season. All right, so now let's talk a little bit more about that Arkansas State game. We knew that it was going to be, like we said, a dogfight. We knew, uh, you know, this was a team that was uh, favored to win their division, um, was uh, favored to, to be there in the, the first Sunbelt Conference championship game and, and uh, likely win the conference possibly um, along with uh, App State and, and Troy uh, in the mix there. So, you know, they, they, they came to play. Uh, their uh, quarterback, uh, Justice Hansen, was uh, kind of as build coach. They almost had 500 yards of total offense, finishing at 493. Hanson had 376 yards passing. They threw the ball 51 times. But the the defense for Georgia Southern, once again, uh, coming up big, um, especially in that first half when the offense wasn't clicking that well, um, especially in that first quarter, um, they they kept uh, kind of being bend, don't break, and, and um, held them to, to three points in that first half. And, and that really kind of helped kind of dictate the game and give the offense a chance to kind of get going, which obviously they did there in the second half. Yeah, Matt, enough good things cannot be said about how well this defense played. They definitely came out with a game plan. Um, Again, that seems to be a very uh, common theme that we see throughout this season that we have not seen in the last two seasons, which most people think would be common sense regardless of what sport you're playing, that the coach and team should have a game plan as to how how they should win the game. But we didn't see that the last two years. And to see that take place, especially not only on defense, but on offense as well. And Matt and I will get into more of that later. But the defense, as much as we want to harp on how well the offense has played, I think the defense has been even a bigger surprise and, and, and better overall 
as far as how well they played, how tough they are, and just how resilient this team is. You can certainly see that they have a bend-don't-break mentality. They don't let big plays beat them. And when teams do try to go for the deep threat home run pass to try to spark their momentum or try to or they kind of get the lead in the game, our defensive backs and safeties are there. They're in perfect position, and they're able to break up the pass um, to where they can get that big play, that big explosive play. And really, I think maybe the longest pass I've seen all season completed may be for 20 yards in the year, and it's an immediate tackle. And that's another thing as well is that we seem to tackle immediately when uh, the wide receivers catch the ball, which is, again, another just drastic improvement over the last two seasons. So enough good things cannot be said about how well this defense has played, and I'm excited to see what's in store for the rest of the season, um, considering that they should only get better. And this is on top of injury after injury after injury um, hitting our defense. I mean, Reese was out, Harris was out, um, of our linebacker crew um, in in last night's game. And, you know, we all know how many people fell out of the, the Clemson game with injuries. So to see the next man step up, to see that, okay, we have to put in a freshman or a redshirt freshman, and they come in and, and they play amazing, speaks to how well Sloan and his defensive staff have prepared this team, have prepared – every guy from the top guy to the bottom guy in reference to the game that they play. And that is such a breath of fresh air considering the last two seasons of what we've seen in Eagle football. So I can't say enough good things about how well this defense is playing. And I can't wait to see how well they or how much they get better going forward in the season. Yeah. And uh, talking about injuries, Cody, uh, Todd Bradley, uh, that was a, the big one that, uh, that went out, didn't look good. Uh, was on the field there for a while. We, uh, had a, a pretty good view of it, of, of him coming off the field, um, sitting there in the second row of, of the home side. It, it looked like it might might have been a knee. Um, so we're, uh, you know, still waiting to hear uh, news on that um, as, as of recording this. Um, as we kind of talked about before, uh, Coach Lunsford, pretty uh, tight lip with that kind of stuff. You know, you would think if it is, you know, a, a serious injury, a season-ending injury, um, you know, maybe that news gets out. But for right now, it's it's wait and see. Uh, certainly uh, wish him the best. But, uh, you know, as you mentioned, just injuries um, continuing to plug the team. Um, but, you know, we, we had several guys yesterday in, in Coach Lunsford's um, postgame press conference I watched. Uh, you know, he, he addressed that. We, we had guys uh, like Ferguson, some others that – didn't expect to play, uh, you know, third string guys that stepped in and just filled without missing a beat, uh, just stepped in and played right away and, and played well. And, and, you know, to the untrained eye, you know, you might not have even known this was a, a third string guy that hasn't played all year, but these guys came in, uh, uh, filled the void um, and did a great job. So that's, that's, that's a huge thing because that's something I think we were definitely missing uh, the last two years is, is depth. Um, or at least coaching for that depth. So when we had guys go out, um, you had a huge drop-off. You don't see that now, Cody. No, you definitely don't see that. And uh, I, I think that can all be attributed to the coaching staff that we have, on, on um, starting from Coach Lunsford all the way through the entire defensive coaching staff. And, and the same can be said on the offensive side of the ball as well when we have some of our backup receivers or running backs come in to uh, to play one or two plays, uh, they can still just be as big of a home run threat as anybody else that's out there. So, yeah, I think the, the mindset and 
and the tenacity and, and just the, okay, if it's your turn to be on the field, you're you're supposed to, to play well and you're supposed to know what's going on. And there's not going to be an excuse that, oh, you're the third string guy, oh, you're the fourth string guy, that you're supposed to go out there and play bad. No, anybody who steps on that field has the confidence in knowing what they're supposed to do and the confidence in themselves that they can execute the play and play just as well as anybody else that's on our football team. So moving on to offense, um, you know, the, like like I mentioned, the the first half, especially that first quarter, um, you know, everybody's seemed a little nervous. I I certainly was. I mean, you know, you, you had uh, some three and outs to start there. You know, the the dive play didn't seem to be working. Uh, we were kind of sticking with that, not really running on the outside that much. Um, you know, a, a few pitch plays here and there got things going there in the second quarter. Was able to get the big touchdown to take the halftime lead. Um, and then kind of opened up the playbook a little bit more um, in the second half. Once again, uh, you know, did did really well running the football. 348 yards, 409 uh, total yards um, of offense. Uh, just uh, Shy Wirtz was just one of three passing for 61 yards and a touchdown. Of course, that was the 61-yard touchdown to Wesley Fields. And, uh, you know, let's let's start there, Cody. You know, we, we talked uh, on, on Friday night uh, before the game. Um, we went out to dinner, and I was talking about Wesley Fields as a great pass catcher. Uh, obviously, we have a lot of running back depth, and um, you know I'd like to see you know so, some of our guys like uh, LaRoche and, and and Wright get uh, some more playing time as as well as Garrett. But uh, Fields has always, since his freshman year, been a, a really good uh, pass catching back, um, especially on that little wheel route. So we saw that again. Um, that was great to see. So so let's start there. Yeah, Wesley Fields has always been. A- a great uh, pass catcher for a running back and that hasn't that weapon or that arsenal in his uh, forte I guess you can say has not been used or not has been utilized the past couple of seasons so it's great to finally see uh, this coaching staff and the best and, and Lunsford really highlight and show that off and, and be able to exploit that on defenses who think that we're not a passing team um, I know Matt mentioned the stats the 409 total yards the uh, one for three passing, but there was a big pass to Wesley Kennedy that was negated for a holding call, and we'll get in more about the officiating for this game because Matt and I, and apparently a lot of Eagle Nation as well, thinks that the officiating in this game was com- just terrible. So, yeah, it was only one for three for 61 yards, but it could have very well been two for four for nearly 90 and and again that just adds to the total yards but again Wesley Fields is a is a great pass catching running back and look for that to be I think used more throughout the season uh, because it's great whenever you know you, you can run him out into the flat or you can have just a little five out uh five yard short pass that you can dump to him in case Wirtz does not have anybody else to go to he's a great weapon and it's a great option to have in, in our passing game so look for that to be used more and more throughout the season yeah, but overall, the, the offense played well enough to win. You saw, like Matt had mentioned, that the first half of the game seemed to be a little shaky or a little bit, you know, and couldn't really get it going. And you can maybe attribute that to Arkansas State's defensive game plan as far as how they came out there. They really stacked the box. They have great defense. They have a great defensive line that that was showcased. They have uh, size and depth up front uh, between the tackles, and then they have great defensive ends that have a lot of speed. You know, it's it would be very difficult to do the dive playoff and get out to the outside because those defensive ends are really, really fast. So we persevered. We kept to the game plan. We attacked, we attacked, we attacked. 
And you saw in the second half those plays start to open up for big plays, right? Wesley Fields had a 65, 64-yard run. You had uh, Garrett seem to get hit on a couple of shoestring tackles to where if he doesn't get hit on those little lucky tackles pretty much, he has he's gone. I think there was two plays in which he gets tackled like that, and those both would have been touchdowns. So it was there in the second half. You saw us wear down their defense. You saw their defense get uh, what either tired or more confused about what we were doing. But I think it all started in that first half where we were like, look, this is we're going to show this to you. And our defense kept us in it which is what we can ask for. And then you saw in the second half our offense really start to click and really start to move the ball and get the ball in the end zone. Yeah, and Shai Wirtz uh, having another great game. He actually led the team in rushing uh, 22 carries for 113 yards. And, you know, we, we've talked a lot, Cody, about his development um, and, and trying to be a, a better option quarterback, um, you know, with, with his reads and decision-making. Um, and I, I think you saw that, especially as the game progressed, um, certainly saw the uh as we mentioned the playbook open up and some uh some second half adjustments uh, which is key uh so we'll, we'll get a little bit more into that in a second but you know really good uh really promising what we're seeing out of shy words um just in his second year um you know he even even on his decisions to to keep it and on those long runs where we saw a lot of that last year um you know these these are option plays a lot of these that he's that he's taking um and he's he's making that that read that correct read where the uh, the pitch man is covered um, and you know he uh, will do a fake pitch and uh, you know buy some extra time and then you know use his athleticism to, to move up the field so uh, that's that's really promising to see Cody and, and and that's something that last year you know it was kind of more just like instinct uh, running around out there um, now we're, we're kind of truly seeing the development of quarterback shy Wirtz as option quarterback no doubt shy Wirtz is night and day a million times better than what we saw last year. Uh, give credit to DeBess and, and Coach Woods for that. You can also – I went back and watched the, the game from last year uh, against Arkansas State to kind of see where maybe Arkansas State's weaknesses were in their defense to see how maybe we would attack them in this game. The biggest thing when I watched that was how uncomfortable Shy Wirtz was running that offense – he, anytime he had to drop back to pass, he had that happy feet. He seemed kind of indecisive. He had a couple, a few good runs and, and, and some good passes from here and there, but overall did not look that well. Last night, he looked phenomenal. Um, I don't know how anybody can sit there and, and question his abilities or his skills or, or question why we have him at quarterback or, or should he be starting. Or not. That, not, that nobody should be questioning that. He is definitely the guy. He has definitely got a whole lot better running the option. He doesn't seem to be making the incorrect reads, or if it is, it's it's what won a game, and you can't really ask for much more than that. You to ask for perfection for any collegiate athlete is 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 just not right, and it's just not you know feasible to be to be completely honest. Wirtz has played phenomenal this season, and is definitely the reason why our offense has moved the ball and is clicking the way that it is and seems to be working um, and, 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 and while we're getting to the end zone. So it's he he's a night and day court, a difference in, in quarterback play from this year to last year. And I, I, can't, I can't be more excited about how he's going to even develop more over the next couple of seasons, um, especially if we're able to keep uh, this offensive staff together and, and really see the, the work of uh, Woods and DeBess and, 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 and 
how uh, the talents of Wurtz um, increases over the next couple of seasons. Speaking of that coaching staff, speaking of DeBess, let's let's talk about the play, Cody. Um, you know, just just hours before the man's birthday, Bob DeBess calls what may be the best play call that I've seen, at least in recent years here at Georgia Southern, um, with that that huge reverse play to Wesley Kennedy running in for the the 47 yard touchdown. Um, to to give Georgia Southern a lead and and, and basically seal it. Paulson Stadium was uh, electric. Uh, you know, most energy I've I, I felt there in a long time. I know uh, you agree. So uh, let's talk about uh, that play call and 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 what that kind of shows about this uh, the, this coaching staff um, and and Bob DeBess uh, in particular. Fantastic play call on that drive in that situation. That last drive when we got the ball back with about five minutes to go, our offense seemed to be clicking. We had a rhythm. It seemed like we were getting 9, 10, 11 yards on each on each play. And all of a sudden, we get what we think is a first down. They go to review it. They say it's a half a yard or a yard and a half short, um, which seemed to be the, the correct call at that on that uh, play. But it seemed to do something for our momentum and our, and our rhythm and our drive because we got the uh, next play. We didn't get the first down. But we converted on that next play. Um, we get the first down, and then we it still was like a, a stall. We got a couple yards, and then it was third and seven. And you look like, man, we, we felt like it was almost like we were setting up Tyler Bass for a field goal to to win the game. And I think everybody had the same idea that, yeah, Bass has a fantastic leg, and you know, if, he, if Lunsford sent him out there to kick the field goal, you know, that would have probably been the correct call uh, given the distance and everything. I think most people felt like he had at least a legit shot of making that field goal, but we're just like, man, we don't want to, we don't want to put ourselves in a 55 or plus yard field goal to to make it to win the game. We at least want to get 10 to 15 more yards. When the play started, it seemed like everybody for Arkansas State was on that side of the field, and it was looked like that there was going to be just a a no gain or a loss of yards, which wouldn't have been great to say the least. So you were just like, oh no, this isn't going to work. This isn't going to work. And then Kennedy just, it seems to just come out of nowhere just takes the pitch that you thought was going for fields and just boom just goes around and green grass nobody was there touchdown and like Matt said that that feeling that excitement that that energy that happened on that play after that play has not been seen in that stadium for a while so great play call great of the best and that offensive uh coaching staff to see and and notice how Arkansas State seemed to be over pursuing, really just crashing hard, uh, whatever side that the football was going to go to, and to to see that and to understand, okay, we we're going to do a misdirection play, we're going to do a reverse, but when to do it was the biggest question, and they pulled it off right at the right, right at the perfect time, right when we needed it. To, to at least get 15 to 20 yards and it, you know it even worked better than that with a touchdown yeah and Cody there, there's a reason I'm not a football coach and I, I don't take credit for a lot of things and, and I'm probably wrong 99% of the time but I, I looked at you it wasn't right before that play call but um, er, earlier yeah I think uh, like two plays before or the you know during that drive um, I, I looked at you I said I would, I would call a reverse here I call it in and around reverse you get the ball to Wesley Kennedy um, he has been electric the whole game every time he touches the ball really all season every time he touches the ball he makes a play so 
you got to get him the ball in space. I said that, you know, that that would be the perfect play call. And and, and sure enough, uh, you know, a, a few plays later, um, here we are sitting at, sitting at 301 of the season. So just just what, what what a play, what a game. And just really, really looking forward to, to seeing uh, this offense, you know, mature and get uh, even better, you know, as, as the season goes on. Because, you know, I, I think along with the development of Shy Wirtz, you're seeing the development of the whole offense. And obviously some experienced guys uh, back there uh, with, with fields. But you've got, you know, Kenny and, and uh, you know, a lot of these other young backs and, and, and receivers uh, that, uh, you know, have – yet to kind of uh, come into their own. So I, I think uh, once you once you see that and, and once you see DeBess uh, open up the playbook even more and install more of it and get more creative with the play calling, I think you're just going to continue to see, you know, great things um, out of this Georgia Southern offense. All right, so closing out the Arkansas State portion uh, of this episode, um, let's talk about penalties. Um, you know, Georgia Southern came into this game uh, as one of the least penalized teams in the country. Uh, Arkansas State came in as one of the most penalized teams in the country. You would think how that would go, that, you know, we, we would continue on that course and, and that Arkansas State, uh, you know, would continue to shoot themselves in the foot. Um, at, at a minimum, you would think that, uh, you know, it, it would kind of be even. Um, unfortunately, that wasn't the case. Uh, Georgia Southern, eight penalties for 70 yards. Arkansas State, five for 39 easily could have been the difference in the game. Uh, thankfully, it wasn't. Um, you know, seven of those penalties came in the first half. Um, there was, you know, a lot of penalties that probably should have gone toward Arkansas State there in the second half that uh, that wasn't called. Um, and we'll get into that in a second. But uh, with, uh, you know, the, the one penalty in the, um, the second half for Georgia Southern uh, was a, a targeting call. Um, on Obi Fortune, he was uh, kicked out of the game and will miss the first half of the South Alabama game. So, you know, and, and, and that kind of came at a bad time. We were trying to mount a drive there. You had two calls, two missed calls before that, Cody, um, that, that just seemed clear as day from where we were sitting uh, with a horse collar on Chai Wirtz. Um, and then a, uh, a piling on um, unsportsmanlike conduct, uh, late hit on the quarterback after he was uh, clearly down. And, uh, you know, it, it just made it sting that much worse that the, the next play, uh, you know, a, a yellow flag did fly, but it was on us. And it was a, a targeting call on OB Fortune. So uh, kind of, uh, you know, really frustrating there uh, with the officiating. You know, luckily it, it, it didn't come back to bite us. Um, you know, we, we did what we had to do. Um, and I think we'll continue to see, a, a you know, a disciplined team. I certainly saw that from the, from the first half to the second half, whether or not you want to question the calls or not, um, with the, with the seven, um, seven penalties and the one penalty. Uh, so I think you'll continue to see a disciplined team moving on uh, this season, but hopefully the officiating gets better, Cody. Yeah, Matt, the officiating in this game, in my mind was terrible. You had several holding calls against us in that first half that, you know, maybe they were right, maybe they weren't. That wasn't the big deal as it was that Arkansas State's offensive line was holding the living daylights out of our defensive line all game long. I couldn't tell you how many times I saw Phillips or Hunt bust through one of the gaps and the center or the or the guard would be grabbing them by the front of the, the jersey, um, riding their hip. And it wouldn't even be close. I mean, it's blatant holding. It wasn't 
like the offensive lineman was in front and had him between the shoulder pads or anything like that. No, he they were on their hips, and they had grabbed him by the front of their jersey and was just holding on for dear life to prevent them to getting to, to Hanson. Uh, it, it was just it was it was just terrible officiating the entire game. Uh, it almost made it seem like they had a referees meeting and was blatant about close your eye on Georgia Southern, and and was almost told to to, to not really watch uh, Arkansas State. It was, to me it was that bad. So I hope that whoever the Sun Belt officiating, you know, hopefully they look at this. They look at that crew, and to be honest with you, they shouldn't really be officiating any more games. They, they, to me, they were terrible. It, it goes back to me the days of the SOCON officials, that how terrible they were. That's how bad this game was. So I hope they really look at that crew. I hope they really look at um, a lot of the missed calls that were blatant, blatant hold, blatant missed calls. That especially, especially that line judge. That line judge seemed to just be terrible. It, 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 we were lucky that we got out of there with, to me, as few as penalties as we did because of how bad that they were. So, you know, we got out of there with a victory. You know, you, you, can't, you can't control the referees, so that's one of those things in which you just got to play through it. It's, it's, tough to, it's a tough pill to swallow, but it is. But, again, hopefully the Sun Belt will go back, look at that crew, tell them that was a terrible job because it was, and hopefully we don't get that crew um, again for the rest of the season. Okay, so I lied. There's there's one other uh, thing we want to talk about before uh, we move on to South Alabama, and that's uh, kind of the overall game experience. So the the attendance and, and also that that uh, great halftime show uh, by the Southern Pride marching band. So let's start with attendance, Cody. An announced attendance of seventeen thousand three twenty. Now, obviously, there was a a, a huge push uh, to pack Paulson. I mean, it seemed like. Eagle Nation did that. Um, you know, uh, we were there on the home side. That that side was packed out. I, I didn't see a, a, a foot of space on, on, on that entire side. With the um, away side and the student section, the student section was packed out. Um, as always, they've, they've come strong uh, every game, every home game this season, which is great to see. Hopefully that continues. Um, and then that upper deck, the last um, two games, um, that's been uh, pretty empty. This game uh, filled out, that middle section filled out. Um, they're on the ends of that upper deck. Um, you know, it was a little sparse. But, you know, it was 17,320. It, it, it sure seemed like more than that to me, Cody. I mean, you're, you're talking, you know, 8,000, um, almost 8,000 open seats. Um, at that point, I, I just don't see how that could be the case. Neither do I. To me, it seemed like at least 20,000 was there in the stadium. So I'm kind of confused by this 17,000 number. I don't know how they're coming to it or how they're getting it. I don't know if it's tickets sold um, or those who came through the turnstiles. I don't, I don't, or I don't know because I believe leading up to this game, we had, a, like you said, the big push to, to pack Paulson. It seemed like every day there was updates as far as how many tickets were left to be sold. And I think the number the last time I had saw had gotten down to that there was only 3,000 tickets left. Well, if that's the case, then we have 22,000 tickets sold. So I'm quite confused as to how uh, only the 17,000 number is what we got. If that truly is the number of people who showed out, then and that's 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 unacceptable we need more people there there's no reason why with how good this team is how well we played why we don't have at least 22 to 23,000 people at 
the remaining home games. You can say maybe maybe the weather had a, a factor to do with it for those showing up, but it was perfect. Um, it was a little hot to begin the game, but after that, it, it was fine. So again, I don't I don't know where this seventeen thousand number is coming from. I don't know how they how they came to it, considering that from what you saw online and what you could read, at least twenty two thousand tickets were sold. So I'm interested to see how they come up with a number. I'm assuming it has to be uh, who actually showed up through the gates and what was scanned. So uh, which is kind of is kind of disheartening if that's really the number. So if it, if that's a true representation, then fine. Let's let's get more people out there. But you can clearly tell we're not over exaggerating the numbers like Georgia State does. Uh, let's let's pick it up. Let's get it. more people out there. This team deserve it. This team is really really good. There's no excuse not to be there. There's no excuse not to come out and watch this game. It's it's getting it's getting to that 2014-2015 uh, feel that we're contenders and that and that we should we should be a uh, uh, conference champions. Yeah, and I mean if it if it is scanning tickets, I mean obviously that makes sense. Um you know, not everyone that is going to buy a ticket whether it's a single game ticket or uh you know, there's obviously a lot of season ticket holders that uh, don't live near Statesboro. They live in Atlanta, they live um in other states. So obviously it's it's hard. I I live in Florida, I live in Orlando. Um you know, it's 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 hard for me to get up here with with work especially, you know, coming up with those weekday games and, and things like that and we'll get more into that. Um, you know, when, when that approaches with App State, but you know, it, it so obviously the, the ticket sold, you're not going to have right on the mark that number, but you know, if, if you're, if you're saying there's 3,000, 3,000 tickets left, like Cody said, um, that's 22,000, uh, you know, you're talking about a, a 5,000 difference. I don't think 5,000 people had season tickets or bought tickets and didn't show up. Um, you know, maybe like he said, the weather, you have a thousand or something that that affects. I don't know, but it 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 just it it, it seems off. It, it just really does. And and here's the other thing I thought about Cody is is going back to to our days. Um, you know, at Georgia Southern in the in uh, the Southern Conference, um, when Paulson Stadium just held eighteen thousand before the expansion. Um, you know, we saw games where um, you know, it was packed out. We certainly saw games uh, during those those Hatcher eras and and he uh, he who should not be named. Um, where it it was you know, maybe 5,000 people in the stadium, if, if not less. But we've seen that place packed out at 18. And when it, before you had the upper deck, before you had the extensions on the sides, that was filled last night. That's 18,000. So like, I, I don't, I don't know how you have uh, announced attendance of, of 17 um, of just over 17 when, uh, when the old Paulson stadium was filled to the brim. And then the the expansion uh, of the of Paulson Stadium, you know, had a lot of fans in it too. So uh, just just kind of mind boggling, to be honest. So uh, let's turn our attentions away from that and uh, and talk about that that halftime show. Uh, Southern Pride Marching Band uh, doing. Uh, just a great job, um, and they always do. Uh, they always do. I, I I think we have one of the 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 best small bands in the country. To be honest, I know we're obviously not not near the size of, of you know Ohio State's and, and some of these other you know Penn State, some of these other you know well known, uh, well renowned bands. Uh, but uh, they've always done a really great job, dating back to, to our time here. So um, you know Military Appreciation Day uh, put on a show. 
where they played the the melodies of of all the branches of the U.S. military, along with um, some formations of uh, you know uh, symbols of of those branches. So you had a, a, a ship for the Navy, you had uh, a stealth bomber for uh, the Air Force. Really, really cool to see Cody, and, and I was I was uh, happy to be able to uh, be in the stands to to see it in person. Phenomenal job by the band. A great halftime show. Again, there cannot be enough good things said about how well uh, this band is in general. Uh, it was entertaining. The formations that they did to, to highlight the, the tank for the Army, the, I believe it was the helicopter when they did the Coast Guard, and then the Marines when they spelled out Simplify. It, you know, it was just a phenomenal show and, and, and just a well-done uh, performance by the band uh, to honor our military. And uh, the the performance, the band—I mean, it just—it was just phenomenal. It was great, um, and you know, it, it all to me. It all kind of got started off uh, at the with the pregame with the national anthem, and then you had the the C one thirty flyover. That was just that whole atmosphere, the whole setup. That was great. You know, it, I almost wish we could have a, a C one thirty flyover every game, and we need to keep that cannon too because that's a big cannon. And it makes a big boom every time we score a touchdown. And I like to hear that thing go off as many times as possible because that was great. So it's just a phenomenal job all the way around to honor our military and 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 to just just to see that performance and to see everything that happened last night uh, with that was just great. So just a great job, um, just just phenomenal. Like you just can't say enough good things about how well the band and how well all the pregame activities uh, uh, went off uh, last night. And I'll say something about the C-130, too. I mean, uh, you know, I, I knew it was happening. Everybody obviously had their phones out. You know, I went back and, and saw some of those videos, uh, you know, online. And it was as close as I thought it was <laughs> when I was in the stands. I, you know, I'm sure the people up there at the press box thought they were about to be taken out. So um, that guy was, uh, the, the pilot certainly was kind of messing with the crowd there, uh, you know, tipping that wing and getting really close. But uh, just just a really cool thing to see. Um, you know, I've, I've been at uh, various sporting events where, you, you know, you have the Blue Angels, you have the, the stealth bombers that fly over. And usually they're a lot higher, obviously, a lot louder, which was one of the, the the cool things with this of, of how kind of really silent it was until it got right over you. But, um, you know, just, just a really cool sight to see. Um, and then, yeah, hopefully we continue, uh, doing that, uh, for, for military appreciation day, uh, moving on in the future. So moving on to, uh, the South Alabama game, uh, you know, an, another home game for Georgia Southern, um, looking to uh, start the year two and zero in the Sun Belt Conference. Um, South Alabama uh, they come in at uh, one and four, uh, one and one in conference play, and uh, they're coming off a blowout loss uh, to Appalachian State, uh, which we talked about last week. Uh, you know, looks like the clear front runner, and not not just the the East Division of the Sun Belt, but the whole Sun Belt Conference. I mean, they. Since that that Penn State game that they uh, almost uh, almost pulled off, um, they have just been rolling um, and uh, just just beating the tar out of teams. So uh, fifty two to seven there against South Alabama. This is a team that likes to pass the ball. Uh, South Alabama they threw for uh, two hundred and twenty five yards against uh, App State, um, just uh, rushing for eighty three. Obviously that App State defense has is uh as just just as good um as as it has been the last couple of years even after losing uh both both of their defensive coordinators including uh 
uh, Georgia Southern Scott Sloan. So, um, Cody, let's let's just talk about uh, the South Alabama team. Uh, what you expect them to do? You know, we'll start with uh, I guess their offense and and how our defense, you know, will play them and and you know hopefully have have another good good showing. Uh, you know, kind of establishing um, ourselves as as one of the best, if not the best, uh, defense in the Sun Belt Conference. Yeah. So I was, I was looking up the the stats as far as how they how they played App State. Not really a whole lot to show. They were four of seventeen on third down. Um, like you said, they had 225 yards passing, 83 rushing, um, but they seemed to be pretty balanced. So they had 33 passing attempts, 35 rushing attempts, so it seemed to be pretty balanced as far as how they want to attack a defense. I haven't really watched much of South Alabama this season. I know that they played Memphis pretty well um, a couple of weeks ago, at least for three quarters or three and a half quarters before Memphis took that game over. So, again, the the thing with our defense is to limit the big plays. Don't let them beat us over the top or, or to break open a, a big run. It's just going to be to just kind of make, again, I think this is going to be a theme. We're going to make teams, offensive uh, teams, earn their way down the field if they want to score. You're not going to get that big explosive play. You're not going to get that 61-yard bomb. You're not going to get that 80-yard run. You're going to have to put together – 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 play drives if you want to score on us. And even then, that may only be a field goal. So look for that to still be the theme. Look for that to still be the philosophy. Look for that to still be that toughness and that tenacity that our defense has played with all season long. To me, the biggest thing about the South Alabama game isn't so much what South Alabama brings. It's do we get like a day school? Do we think that after we beat this Arkansas State team, which is going to probably still be the Western Division champions um, at the end of the season. Do we think that, oh, well, we beat them, we can just walk out here and South Alabama will just, you know, just, you know, roll over and not even play us a game? That's not going to be the case. We know that they got the coach from Central Arkansas that's been there the past few seasons. He turned Central Arkansas um, into a, a pretty good FCS team. Um, and he's in the process of doing that with South Alabama. Um, I would not be surprised in, in a couple of years he has that program turned around, and, and they're actually competing in that West uh, for a West Division title. So South Alabama is going to come in here. They're going to look to try to shock us. They're going to look to try to beat us and, and make their own statement. So we can't come out here lackadaisical. We can't come out here thinking that just because it's in our place that if we just show up, we're going to win because that's not going to be the case. We have to come out here, play discipline. We have to come out here and play hard. To come out here and play with the game plan that that we've had the first four games and and really take it to them and you know come out of here with a W. I, I don't think our coaching staff will let our players uh, get that way. Um, they seem to, to be pretty um, seem to be pretty well at, at keeping our kids focused on the next game, regardless of who the opponent is. So we need to keep that rolling. Um, I know that it seemed like the first two games we wanted to come out here and make a statement, and we did. And of course, Clemson. Everybody's gonna get hyped up for that. And then Arkansas State. We're gonna now we have a team that looks to be a down. You know, what do we have to prove against South Alabama? We beat them fifty-two to nothing last year. This last season, we have to have that focus. We have to have that drive. If we don't, this could be a game that could be a lot closer than what Eagle Nation thinks it should be. So that's to me the biggest key in this game is can we keep our focus? If we do, I think we win pretty easily. Yeah, absolutely. And and the thing is, is um, you know. Even though they are one and four, um, as you mentioned, they've played teams close. Their one win come in a few weeks ago against Texas State uh, to open. They were one of the uh, first um, Sun Belt Conference games. Uh, they won that one, uh, forty-one to thirty-one. You know, it's looking like Texas State is one of the 
you know, worst teams in the Sun Belt Conference. But, you know, that's kind of wait and see there. Um, but, you know, they opened the year uh, at home against Louisiana Tech, um, lost that game 30-26. to 26. Um, You know, that's a 3-1 and one, um, Louisiana Tech team. Uh, they're in uh, first place right now in the West in, the, in Conference USA. You know, so then you had, you know, a loss against Oklahoma State. No, no surprise there, 55-13. to 13. And uh, as Cody mentioned, the the fifty two to thirty five loss um, at Memphis. Uh, you know, always uh, you know one of those American teams, American conference teams that is is right there with UCF. Uh, you know, uh, the last couple years, um, you know, contending for that conference and and being a, a high powered offense. Obviously, they did give up fifty two points to them, but scored thirty five. So I mean, this this is not a team to be taken lightly. And and I agree. I, I think this is going to be the 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 biggest storyline of this is is how. how how do we come out as a team? How do we come out as Eagle Nation with with the the crowd? Uh, you know, at 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 three and one now. Um, you know, it looks like we're back on the right track. Does does Eagle Nation come out? Uh, you know, and, and improve those numbers if if that seventeen thousand number is, is true. Let's get it over 20. Let's get close to 25. You know, the, the team definitely fed off the energy um, on Saturday, and, and, and they need that again, um, you know, even even against South Alabama. So Eagle Nation and the team need to take the South Alabama Jaguars team seriously. And uh, if they do, I think, um, you know, we can uh, make another statement, uh, improve to 4-1, and 2-0 in the conference, and, um, and, and come out with a big win. All right, so closing out uh, this South Alabama preview, uh, you know, we'll briefly touch on their defense and and how our offense, uh, as we mentioned, uh, you know, improving with every game it seems. Uh, you know how how they'll they'll fare against them. Uh, you know the South Alabama defense uh, gave up 348 rushing yards against App State. Obviously, we know App State has a high powered offense. We talked about that, um, but you gotta like our chances there, Cody. You know, being a, a run heavy team, uh, you know App State they only had 169 uh, passing yards in that game, 517 total yards. You know, but but they are more balanced than we are. I mean, I think that's safe to say. Uh, we definitely like to run it more um, than they do. Uh, so you know, it will be interesting to see how how South Alabama um, fares against our option attack. Yeah, it certainly will be interesting to see how they how they handle our our offense and how they want to attack it and how they want to uh, defend against it. Um, as you said, they gave up nearly 350 yards of rushing against um, Appalachian State, which we know Appalachian State can pretty much throw the ball as well as they can run it. Uh, so it's it was interesting to see that's how App State attacked them, um, which kind of bodes well for us, right? If, if they can't stop the run, then that's going to that's gonna be good for us. Um, South Alabama has been giving up 44 points a game on average. So, you know, if that's their biggest weakness, if they can't stop anybody on the offensive side of the ball, then, again, look for our offense to kind of really have a big day running it. And hopefully, you know, we can kind of put this one away pretty easily. But as Matt and I have previously stated, the, the biggest key is going to be can our, can our team come out focused and, and deliver that, that quick shot, kill shot, just in, and kind of put this game away and really just kind of dominate it from start to finish. Uh, again, that starts with focus. That starts with the mentality of uh, each and every player on the team. Um, again, I think that will. Uh, I think that can, has been that that precedent has been set by the coaching staff for sure. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see how they do it against a team that most people feel like is an inferior team to Georgia Southern for probably the first time since we played South Carolina State. But we felt like we had something to prove in that game. 
This is more like, all right, you're supposed to be this team now. Move on to the next. Not really a whole lot to prove here. The the team that has something to prove is South Alabama. So how do we handle this? How do we handle this not on the defensive side, but also on the offensive side? Does our offense come out with the expectation or the determination to, to really put it on this team? If they do, I think we win easily. If Again, if they come out here like a day school and, and not really focus and think that they can just show up and win, look for this to be a very difficult game on this side of the ball. We'll have to see how our offensive line plays. Again, see if they can create those holes, see if they can kind of uh, get that push and, 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 and we can, you know, go from there. So... Again, I think with all the stats that we looked at, it seems that we should be able to run the ball and put up points. But again, I think it starts with the mindset. And can they stay focused for this game? So that will uh, close us out for this episode. Like I said, uh, I was happy to, to be here to see see that big Arkansas State win in person. I'm hoping uh, to make it back up here to Statesboro, uh, you know, sooner than later. Uh, I do plan to go to Atlanta for the, the Georgia State game, and, and who knows, maybe I'm coming up, Cody, uh, to visit again for uh, Georgia Southern hosting the Sun Belt Conference Championship. So, you know, uh, we, we can only hope for that. It was certainly uh, going in the right direction. For Cody, uh, Matt, uh, thanks as always for listening to Gata Talk. Continue to uh, spread the word about us. Uh, you know, we were out there yesterday, uh, got to meet the Gata Row guys, uh, big shout out to them uh, for having us. Uh, you know, we enjoyed the uh, the blue smoke bombs and, and confetti bombs as the team came by on the yellow school buses. So uh, really cool to see that. Really uh, cool to see, you know, the, the, the pack um, packed out, <laughs> uh, no pun intended, with uh, um, tailgaters and, and obviously there at the stadium, uh, you know, as always, um, the, the, the tailgate scene there. So continue to spread the word about us uh, let eagle nation know hopefully uh you um like what you hear and we invite you to um you know share your feedback with us uh find us on on facebook um at gotta talk podcast on twitter and you can uh you can email us um all that information's in in our clothes so uh just thanks again uh for all the support eagle nation yeah again uh thanks again for all the support um, again, another big shout out to the Gotta Row uh, tailgaters out there. That was a phenomenal job that y'all do each and every week. And again, thanks for uh, having us out there. Again, also share us, uh, like us, uh, tweet about us. Again, uh, Matt just went through all the the information with that. But you know, just thank you for your support. Thank you for listening. Again, any feedback that you have, any you know, reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, elsewhere. So, Matt, as far as uh, this game coming up, I think we do win this game. I don't think our coaching staff lets us get complacent and think that we're just going to win this just because we're good and that they should be bad. I think we win this. I think we win it pretty easily. I think we. I think this is the first time I think we can say we actually legit blow out an opponent. I think it's going to be something along the lines of, of you know, 45, 48 to um, maybe like 10 or 12 or 13, something like that. Yeah, I think so too. I, I, I think I think this this is going to be another big win. Uh, you know, I don't know if we reach the the 52 to nothing of of, of last year, um, but uh, you know, we can only hope. Uh, so yeah, I, th- I think a multiple uh, touchdown win uh, for us for sure, and and, and I th- I think the result is pretty clear early on. Um, you know, I think we come out and, and make a statement. Um, as we've mentioned, uh, if we don't, I think it, it, it could be um, a little troublesome. Uh, you know, I, I think if, if we don't come out and, and kind of put them away and, and, and score early on and, and let them hang around, that could worry Eagle Nation. But uh, I, I, I think we come out strong. I think uh, Eagle Nation comes out strong and, and packs out Paulson again. 
and you know I, I think we get a big uh, multiple touchdown victory. So uh, for Cody, I'm Matt. Thanks again for listening, and uh, we'll see you uh, next week as as we preview what will be kind of a uh, interesting stretch of the season um, with uh, two Thursday night games and uh, an away game at New Mexico State. So uh, looking forward to that, Cody. Definitely looking forward to that. Hell Southern, Matt. Hell Southern. Thank you for listening to Gotta Talk. Be sure to visit our website, gotatalk.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Gata Talk Podcast for more news and coverage of Georgia Southern football. Reach out with questions, share your thoughts, or suggest topics on our social media channels or by emailing us at gatatalkpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, Eagle Nation, Gata and Hail Southern. Southern.